0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan with the most electrifying voice in sports information. And with me, as always. What's up, guys? It's Lukey.
1: What are we talking about today? A
0: little bit shorter one today. I think the last few weeks we've had a lot crammed in there.
1: Finally, we're getting into like what July should be, sports-wise. Just relax.
0: Yeah it's definitely going to be a little bit more relaxed. We're going to do a little bit of a recap on the Olympics. They're, they're over. I I was about to say they're finally over, but I definitely don't feel that way. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of a new segment camp corner. We're going to talk about different NFL training camps and some things that we've heard. This is the first full week of training camp. Now that we've gone through teams are starting to do their scrimmages we had the Hall of Fame game last week. So, we're going to talk about some key stories that we've heard so far. And then we'll wrap up with the over under game. We're doing the AFC East this week. So, what a division it is. Yeah, that should be fun as well. But before we get into the show, a word from our sponsor. August is here with tons of exciting sports action. And Bet Online is where you should go to win money today with major league baseball second half of the season and the NFL preseason finally here there's plenty of lines prop bets and futures to love what you got this week
1: preseason football baby we're starting out in the hole where we like this is this is where we're comfortable okay we're in the hole uh, <laughs> um you know Dallas got smacked last week uh against the Pittsburgh Steelers so I'm going to go ahead and ride them this week I'm give, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers plus 1 Against the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Bet online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today, or use your mobile device to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head to betonline.ag and start playing today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, the Olympics are over. I think. Matter of fact, even the closing ceremonies are on right now as we speak. I really enjoyed the Olympics. I, I really enjoyed it. A lot. I know you want to specifically talk about the men's basketball team, so I'll do a little bit of a just an overview. Uh, the U.S. as a total won 113 medals. We won the overall medal count. We also edged out China 39 to 38 for gold. So mm-hmm. we won the most golds, and we won the most medals overall. Look, man, I love the Olympics, the redemption stories, the overcoming adversity stories, the personal best stories, right? You got the, the guys and the gals that kind of come out of nowhere. They run the best race of their life, or they swim the best race of their life or whatever to win. You know, sometimes it's a bronze, right? It's not always gold, but they weren't even expected to do it. And then heartbreak, right? With every winner, there's heartbreak. I think specifically of the, the women's soccer team, this is two Olympics in a row where they were unable to uh, achieve the gold medal aspirations. Which, how wild
1: is that? Like they're by far the best team in the, in the world. They and lost to
0: Sweden last time. They lost yeah. to Canada this time. It's the first they can't time they seemed. Yeah. It's the first time they've They can't seem to figure to it Canada. out. And I
1: think, I think it was Rapino who, who was quoted as saying, you know, it's just so hard in the Olympics. It's like, why is it so much harder there than it is in, in the world cup? But, but Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't want to spend too much time on them, but I think they're a little bit of a transition period, right? They, oh, for they, sure, for they've sure. They've got some some of their older players, that I think are, you're going to see them transition out. You're going to have a, a new group of younger gals come up. So, you know, look, I, I, I love U.S. women's soccer. I talked about it in our preview show. I, I was super dialed in, so uh, a little bit of heartbreak. But, yeah, the, the heartbreak stories to me as well, you know, for, for everybody that's that's crying because they won, there's, there's 10, 11, 12 other people that are crying because they lost, right? So I'm always super mindful of that. Favorite moment for me, and I know you want to talk about the men's basketball, so this is where we'll, we'll kind of get that in there. But I want to talk about Gable Stevenson, the wrestler, the buzzer beater. He was down 8-5 with 13 seconds to go, hit a reversal, and then hit a takedown to win gold. Obviously... His name is Gable. He was, my guess is he was named after Dan Gable. So he's got wrestling in his blood, Dan Gable, for our younger fans out there, the greatest wrestler of all time, uh, before Kale Sanderson came in and, and blew his records away. But Dan Gable was, for a very long time, the name in your traditional wrestling. The Gable Stevenson buzzer beater for me, like two days ago, was awesome. So what do you got?
1: Yeah, I saw that. I saw uh, the video on uh, floating around on social media. It was very, very cool. You know, just just all that stuff that you talked about. Um, these people realizing lifelong dreams. It's just, it's just really cool. Whether whether they're from America or not, you know that um, the 13 year old skateboarder from from Brazil. You know, she won the street content like that, that. She's 13 years old, man. That's cool as hell. She's gonna have that for the rest of her. She's gonna an Olympic gold medalist for the rest of her life the American sweeping golden golf was, was awesome for me. Obviously everyone knows here that I'm, I'm a big golf fan. I love Nelly Korda, not a huge Xander Shoffley fan, but he's an American. I, I always root for America in, in the golf. So yeah, the Olympics, big fans of the Olympics on this show, we always will be. It's just, it's fun to flip on the TV. It doesn't matter what the event is and see us versus whoever, you know, I love, I love the us first, them mentality. And I love being a part of that. And I just, you know, like, Sports that I won't think about again for four more years. I, but I just love flipping it on and seeing it and being like, let's fucking go, baby. Yeah. Let's go. It's awesome. I love it.
0: You know, and they draped themselves in the flag and all that. So Yeah, that got? was
1: cool. It was cool to see the, the basketball guys, you know, doing what it. What you
0: got but... about the, the basketball guys? I know that you and I differed a little bit and I kind of said that I, I wanted them to lose. I was being a little bit dramatic on that take just so they could <laughs> kind of hit a reset. I mean, clearly after that loss, they, they, they kind of hit their stride. Certainly they struggled uh, even game to game. They, they struggled, but I'm just curious your overall take, you know, obviously they won gold again, Greg Popovich got his gold, Kevin Durant. You know, some people are saying this is one of the, maybe the biggest accomplishment of his career leading this team. So just your overall thoughts there.
1: Yeah, a big um, a big break for KD. I I, I feel like um, you know they talked about the gold medal game. I mean, he had he had like twenty, I think twenty one at halftime of the game, and he had thirty in both of the two previous gold medal games. So he went 30-30, and I think he finished with twenty nine in in the gold medal game this year. So uh, three gold medals for him, which is more than you know more than LeBron, more than Kobe. I think that I think that matters to him specifically, but I think it matters. I think it matters just in general too. Like I, I think that's an important step for him. I don't, I don't think that it elevates him to like a higher status than, than most people, th- you know, it doesn't take him up up a step when you look at the hierarchy of NBA players, but that's a big deal. That's a big deal. He passed Carmelo Anthony as well as the, uh, the number one scoring player for, for, for team USA. And he's, I don't think it's any argument left anymore. Like he's the, he's the best U S Olympian basketball player. And that's, that's extremely important for, you know, that's, that's an awesome check on the resume for, for, uh, for a basketball player. But uh, you know, I'd mentioned it on (laughs) go, you go back through my time. Now, look, when I tweet it's late at night and I, I have been drinking a little bit or, you know, whatever, but you know, and and I'm not a huge Dame fan, but I I alluded to the fact I thought Dame might hurt he was he was not good we talked about this before that that before the Olympics started that maybe kevin love could rehab his his uh trade value a little bit well a guy that we didn't think about was dame i don't think he hurt his trade market at all because he is still dame lillard he's still one of the guys like i i fully understand how good he is but he was not good he was, was, was really bad but i i love when these guys get together i think that drew Holiday elevated himself coming right off the finals going right into the Olympics and being I think he might have been the second best player uh, for Team USA. Uh, Draymond was a guy that uh, his his image had been down and he, I don't think he missed a shot. I honestly I I, I think he was 100 percent from the field in in the Olympics. Zach Levine was a guy that I think a lot of people thought was or, or, you know, or think is a, just a volume scorer. I mean, he might be, he might be, but I think that this stuff elevates those guys. And I think that it's very cool to see that these guys get that. And for sure, Greg Popovich was, he was upset when he had to be an assistant to Coach K back in, I think it was 08, when it first, when, when Coach K first took over. And he, he thought that he was next in line to take over, you know, that run of incredible u.s talent that that just kept winning golds so I'm, I'm happy for him i'm happy for for popovich and uh you know just team usa in general because you know a lot of people didn't think they were gonna get it i really wanted to play Slovenia mainly to shut bill simmons the fuck up
0: the guy lives rent free in your head
1: man <laughs> but um you know bill simmons cannot cannot just you know, get, get Luca out of his mind. Or, you know, he also took, he also took France plus 600 in that game too. So like uh, double loser. Uh, but anyway, I just love golds. I just love, I love gold medals. I love gold for team USA, baby. I, it was, it w- it was fun. It was fun.
0: So the last thing I want to say here on the Olympics is I want to shout out all of the women's Olympians, the women's athletes, 66 of our 113 medals were won by women that's the Fuck most yeah. for any country ever Fuck and i yeah. and i don't think you can talk about us women's olympians without talking about maybe the greatest sports dynasty ever and that's our us women's basketball team They've won seven straight gold medals. They've won nine of the last 10 gold medals going back to 1984. They're on a 54-game winning streak. The last time they lost was to the Soviet Union in 1992. And if you go back to 1984, their record since 1984 in Olympic play is 69-1. and We talk about women's soccer and how great we are at women's soccer, but I don't think people really understand and appreciate how dominant our women have been since the mid '80s, and you know they've lost one time since 1984 in Olympic play. So, shout out to the to U.S. women's basketball team,
1: Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. Five fucking gold medals, man! How sick is that?
0: Yeah, you may never see it again. I mean, here's the thing: I, look, our women are going to continue. We're going to continue to pump out premier talent, you know. But it's uh, you may not ever see a backcourt duo win five gold medals together again so just so
1: just so nasty
0: we get look the reality is this man and I don't think a lot of people have taken this into consideration you know this was the 2020 Olympics it just got delayed by a year so Courtney's like why does it say 2020 I'm like because it's the 2020 Olympics she's like well it's 2021 I'm also like, because yeah. that logo
1: was sick and they were like we're gonna right. redesign it
0: <laughs> so the reality is you know we got this thing in three more years three more summers were in Paris in 2024 and then We're in, we're in Los Angeles in 2028, baby. So we are, we are seven years away from an Olympics in the United States. We're five years away from a world cup in North America. So 2026, 2028, we're going to have the world cup and the Olympics on our stage. And I'm really, really looking forward to that, but, uh, just big shout out to the Tokyo Olympics. I thought they did great and, and, you know, go America, man, go USA, baby.
1: Under the circumstances, really just really impressive what they were able to pull off, um, yeah shout out tokyo
0: yeah for sure with with everything that's going on okay let's transition to the nfl let's do a little camp corner this is this is luke's little brainchild here i really liked it he he texts me on it today like i said in the in the intro it's the first full week of training camp it's over we had the hall of fame game everybody's got a game coming up this weekend or this week And, uh, you know, what are you hearing? I know there's a couple camps specifically that there's some things that you've heard. There's a couple things for me that I'm either concerned about or really happy that I'm hearing, but I'm interested to hear yours first.
1: Yeah, I've got some notes. But, but first of all, I want to say like NFL camps are basically a glorified seven on seven, basically. Put Especially
0: now, right? Like it wasn't yeah, always yeah. that way. It mm-hmm. is now
1: with all the you know, restrictions, restrictions and restrictions and, yeah. and everything.
0: They've, they've, keep they've everybody fought healthy, for yeah. during the collective bargaining agreements.
1: Exactly. And so it's basically glorified seven on seven tournament, which for, for the people that don't know, that's basically your skill position players on offense going against your skill position players on defense. And that's really set up for the offensive players to shine. So it's really set up for quarterbacks and wide receivers. So I want to, I want that to be, known before i get into this but like the stuff coming out of cincinnati is horrifying joe Um, burrow stuff yeah man it's bad not only when they get into team drills which is like when you do have the lineman in there does he not have time to throw because their line is still so bad that like when he does get an open lane to throw like he's not close like the 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 exact quote from uh the athletic article i read was he's he's off the mark (laughs) wildly (laughs) Or 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 it's falling ten yards short. Like he's not. And then you listen to him talk in um, press conferences, and he's saying, "I just need to trust it. I just need to trust it." And it's like when you start hearing those things, it really starts to make me think of the Sam Darnold sound bites when he was playing seeing against, ghosts. Yeah, against New England when he was like, "I'm seeing ghosts out there, man." It's it's like, granted, look, this is camp he's coming off a major, major injury that he, like he's never, he had a thumb injury in college. He's never had anything like this. So like I fully, Joe Burrow is one of the best prospects coming out. Like I agree. He was a little older. He was one of the best prospects we'd seen though. I fully expect him to to get better, but that's concerning. Like,
0: look, it's concerning. And, but let me give my take on this. He could have went to the front office and, lobbied and campaigned for Panay Sewell, but he went to the front office and he lobbied for a wide receiver. So if he's got issues with his offensive line, hey, you're the franchise quarterback, Joe. You didn't, you didn't get a franchise left tackle because you wanted – look, Jamar Chase is a great player, right? I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him, but if he's not trusting his offensive line, part of that's on him now.
1: Now, to be fair, to be fair, a left tackling fix in- – this line okay but it don't hurt it don't hurt no 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 absolutely not I and I agree with you I think I, we've we've been very vocal on this I I, I think that they should have taken the, the tackle but uh it's not going to fix their issues but also like I'm more I'm more concerned with the level of his play like they're saying <laughs> when he's when he is getting clean pockets his balls are getting tipped and picked like it's just not it's bad it's like it's bad all around like it's very concerning like or maybe the Bengals are just that good <laughs> maybe maybe i do have you know i do have a friend that is uh con- he's like i just i choose to view it that our defense is stacked you know so <laughs> so so yeah maybe they are you know they, they lose carl lawson and that uh trey hendrickson and they're like now they're just they're just you know, but the, but the, the the clips and, and uh, all the reporting out of there is just horrifying. And this was a team that i I was expecting to take the next step. Okay, rookie quarterback. They got his guy at wide receiver. Now they're going to move forward. Zach Taylor's third year. I'm I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt. This is this is terrifying. Like I I don't want to like overstate it, but like. I was fully expecting them to overtake the Steelers. I I don't expect that anymore. I just don't. Yeah. I, I think I think they're a bottom four or five team. And look, I, I don't like to overreact to camp reports, but this is this is scary stuff.
0: I'm concerned that he has a mental situation going on, and he's worried every time that he plants on that leg that it might get hurt again because that was a pretty bad injury that he got. And look, let's be honest, even before he got hurt, he was getting, he was getting his ass beat every single time. He was throwing it
1: 60, 70 times a game. Right.
0: You know, and I think some of this is on the coaching staff to maybe protect him a little bit, especially early on in the season. You got a running back like Joe Mixon that you could, you know, give the ball, give him 30 carries a game. If you need to, I'm worried about what's going on with him mentally, you know, even more than the physical performance, Cause I think the mental is, is what's leading to the physical. But uh, if Cincinnati ruined Joe Burrow in 12 months, that's, that's
1: travesty. I'm not disagreeing, but the only pushback I'll be, it. You, you can't give mixing 30 carries a game when you're down 14 points in the second half. Like you just can't, you. you just simply I, cannot right. do it. I know. I know. Especially when you got a guy like Joe Burrow, like he's still Joe Burrow. I mean, is he still Joe Burrow or you know big dick Joe? I don't know. I don't it, it, you just can't. It, it's wild. Don't look like it. That hat, that hat might be in the closet right now. That was the very first thing I wanted to um. And there I was another
0: team you wanted to talk about, right? I
1: did, yeah. Um four New York Giants have retired in the last week. Yes, they have. Wow. I think it was three linemen. They but, don't like
0: doing up downs.
1: Dude, I think this is the Detroit Lions stuff on steroids, like this, this, he he might be worse than Campbell, right? Well, maybe it's just the Detroit Lions stuff,
0: right? <laughs> like maybe there's no steroids involved.
1: Yeah, like the Detroit Lions. I mean, we can get into that later. too. like, that's that's a fucking nightmare. You 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 had mentioned. Yeah, we'll talk about the Giants later or uh, the Lions later, but um, yeah, this is bad, right?
0: It's never good when your veterans are saying, you know what, dude instead of playing one or two more years and earning, you know, millions of dollars saying, look, I fucking, I hate this experience so much that I'm going to sacrifice millions of dollars. That that to me is, is a huge red flag for the organization. I understand that this is the type of, this is the type of coach they wanted to bring in here, but You know the Tom Coughlin thing didn't work, right? I mean, if you're if you're five minutes early, you're already late, right? And you talk the guys in Jacksonville. He went down to Jacksonville, and you heard them. Jalen Ramsey came out what two weeks ago or whatever, and talking about how much they hated Tom Coughlin. This to me feels like a Coughlin situation all over again. And look, that's just not the way the NFL works anymore, man. It's just it's it's not. You know you 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 have to find the. You can't be 100% a player's coach, and you can't be 100% a dictator. You have to find something in the middle. And look, I'm a little bit of a bias on this, but I think Kevin Stefanski is actually the model with how you do it. You empower your positional coaches, your coordinators, you empower the players to be responsible for what they have to do. And look, Joe judges you got guys retiring, man. It's never good.
1: You you know, you allude to Stefanski. He's also a very intelligent individual. But like, so... uh, I, I don't understand how these guys that come from the the quote unquote Belichick tree are not understanding like they're not taking more from what he's doing. Like you're you're around him every day. Yes, is like why do you have to mimic him? Like why why can't you just pull the stuff that's important? And I will say, uh, Flores is in Miami is the one that seems to be doing the best with yeah. that. But but yeah. even then, it's, it's not great. It's not fantastic. Well, you pull your you
0: fuck up your fucking quarterback's mind. You know. We'll talk about him a little bit later in the over under game. But yeah, I hear you.
1: But you go back to like uh, the Notre Dame coach, um, and he coached at Florida too. Like, the fuck, was his name? Dan Mullen? No. no, 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 no.
0: The Notre Dame coach that coached at Florida.
1: Yeah, the big guy. <laughs> Oh, Charlie Weiss Charlie Weiss you know you go back to Charlie Weiss and and, and Romeo Cornell you go back to those guys and it's like you know they could they couldn't figure it out and it's like okay that's understandable but now you're seeing three four five different generations and, well, all and, and of them right um, why, why why are they not figuring this out if you look at, at uh, his staff in Cleveland, those are the most successful guys like why, why can't why can't more of these guys figure this out? moving forward like oh he, you mean him and nick saban <laughs> well yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't just saban like like schwartz was actually like successful you know like uh the gm in, in kansas city uh uh pioli yeah pioli like all those guys like they had like the ference ference and Iowa. now it's a little now it's a little dicey with ference but um you know all those guys went on and had success like why can't this Cause they all came up together. They all were all learning the same thing. Like maybe that was were
0: 1994,
1: not... bro. I mean, Look, that man, was, I understand. You that. know,
0: it was 30 years ago, right? It's the game has changed. The way you have to approach play. And let's be honest, the way the game was in 1994. But do you think that Bill Belichick
1: this... hasn't adjusted? And maybe we don't know. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe I... it literally just you're, was. You're suggesting that the Patriot way is still going to work? Maybe. How do you know that right, it's going right. to work anymore? No, no, no. no. You're now you're, that Tom remember, Brady's gone. You're 100% right. Maybe maybe I am. We're going to talk about the over under game. I expect the Patriots to be better this year. But maybe maybe Belichick, maybe it's past him. By. I I just I don't know, man. I I I think he's the best coach of all time. I just don't understand why these guys coming off it can't seem to figure it out. And maybe it just is a simple matter of Tom Brady's best quarterback of all time.
0: Maybe I got a couple too. I'm concerned. I got one good one. I got one bad one. I'm going to do the one I'm concerned about first. I'm concerned about the situation in Dallas. I'm concerned about Dak's shoulder. I've heard a lot of the talking head shows talking about it on Thursday and Friday, obviously leading up to the the game on Thursday night. And then afterwards, Dak didn't even take a snap. Garrett Gilbert's their backup quarterback. You know, he took the majority of the snaps. It's It's a shoulder thing that's underneath his shoulder. It's not even in... The he takes the call
1: from fucking Dallas during the Hall of Fame game.
0: Yeah, I am concerned about Dak's situation. The The knee or the ankle or whatever is fine. It's it's now this shoulder issue now. I don't know. Something to keep an eye on for everybody. And let's be 100% honest with, with all of our fantasy football fans out there. It's something to keep an eye on when you're drafting in the next couple of weeks when you're taking Cowboys players. If Dak's obviously hurt. Or not going to be ready for the beginning of the season takes his value down, takes the receivers' value down. It probably doesn't take Zeke's value down. Maybe bumps Zeke's value a little bit, but just Why, something want, to be you mindful. You want Zeke? Of. You want
1: Zeke from last year?
0: I would actually look. This isn't a fantasy football show, but <laughs> I would take Zeke number five.
1: If you if you if you're if you're talking fantasy stuff, I look at, look at what Zeke did last year. I'd, I'd probably bump him down a little bit.
0: I would take Zeke number five. He's so, as light as
1: he's been since he was
0: in high school. He's ready. That dude looks that dude looks fucking good.
1: But you mentioned an interesting point that the, the Dak thing is very interesting. He wasn't present at the Hall of Fame game. They conferenced him in on, on Zoom. I think that matters. I I'm worried. Know, these are notes. These are these are just like little notes. Wait a minute, Let's
0: take a step back here. Who are you? I mean, I know you're taking a receiver at five, but normal people take running backs, right? So so, the other running backs that are in that territory, Saquon, when you, you don't even know when he's going to play, he might not play till week three. You take Saquon at five, Jonathan Taylor is the other running back in that range. Oh, Carson God. Wentz is out, right? And then you got Nick Chubb, who obviously is going to have a great season, but Kareem Hunt takes his value down. So, when you think about the running backs at, at five, six, seven, eight, right? Those four guys. Are we a fantasy podcast now? Z- Zeke, Saquon, Nick Chubb, and Jonathan Taylor. Which one are you taking first?
1: I mean, Nick Chubb probably. Like, All right. Right? All
0: right? I think mean, I'm taking Zeke because I think
1: probably I, Zeke. I mean, like, like I think Kareem I, I, Hunt hurts. Chubb's I'm not gonna. Value. I'm, I'm not gonna qual You know, I'm not gonna squabble with you on 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 Chubb or or Zeke. But if Dak is out, that clearly hurts yes zeke we've seen that we, we I, I
0: i agree I, I hear you right because they stack the box the whole nine yards so
1: all right there's a little fantasy but you know how to avoid that entire headache just don't draft a running back yeah draft well draft a wide receiver I hear and then you. and then draft another wide receiver and then <laughs> and draft, draft another <laughs> wide receiver and then you know maybe maybe draft another wide receiver and then draft another wide receiver luke loves wide receivers
0: So that's the one that I'm a little concerned about. You know, we've had three concerning situations with the Bengals, the Giants, and the Cowboys. Let's talk about a situation that I think is going very, very well, and that's in Berea, Ohio. Cleveland Browns. Let's
1: uplift. Let's uplift.
0: Everything I'm hearing is that Baker Mayfield, the Bake show season four, looks like it's going to be a hit. Uh, He's got total control of the offense, pinpoint accuracy. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I don't know how they're going to keep that fucking guy off the field. He's out there making plays every day. JOK, he was out for a little while early on with covid but since he's been back on the field that motherfucker is everywhere flying around the football it sounds like jok's at, at pick 53 or whatever we got him may end up being the steal of the draft i got news for a lot of people out there i'm not ready to make any predictions yet and frankly i'm a little bit out of the prediction business but well, well, hey hold okay. on hold on let me finish I think a lot of people are going to have a a lot of trouble with this season because there's, there's too many folks out there that live in the past and they can't allow themselves to think that a bad team can get good. And the Cleveland Browns, they're coming. They are coming, and they are going to be a destructive force in the NFL this year. They are going to beat your team up. And by you, I'm talking to everybody. Kansas City week one, we're going to fucking beat Kansas City up. We may not win every game, but we are going to physically impose our will on teams, both offensively and defensively this year. And that's as far as I'm going to go. All
1: right. Holy shit. You said a lot of shit right there. Um, How long are you going to be giving predictions while also being out of the prediction business? Because I just I didn't give know. a prediction. I just want to know. I just want I to know. give a
0: prediction. I'll all give right. a prediction on some things in our preview. But look, my prediction is pain. That was my prediction. All right. All right. You ever yeah. seen Rocky three club or you got a prediction pain? That was my <laughs> prediction.
1: Yeah. So uh, apparently like uh, Donovan people's Jones is set coming Calvin Johnson. So like I am fully ready. Wait a minute.
0: I'm not trying to say that I called it, but I did kind of call it last year.
1: I'll give, I'll give, I'll give props. Like uh, I, I actually, yeah, I'll give props, man. He. Now look, this is camp again. This is glorified seven on seven. These guys are set up to look very good.
0: Many guys. How many guys look shitty in camp and then all of a sudden just look good in the season, right? I mean, this is the that happens all
1: the time. That that happens all the time. That happens all the time. True. Now, the stuff that he's doing, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it's weird that you can't scroll down the timeline and not see his name. But also, you're not seeing Higgins, Landry, Beckham. You know, you, you, every once in a while, you, you'll, you'll see a, a Najoku sprinkled in there. But it, it is literally the DPJ show. So. I've seen
0: some Anthony Schwartz stuff, too.
1: Yeah, very, very little, very little. And also
0: Demetric Felton. I've seen some Dmitrik Felton stuff. He's actually okay, having well, a good camp.
1: All right. Well, then you're you're far too deep in into in camp <laughs> Twitter, in into camp Twitter if you're seeing that shit. But um, but yeah, DBJ. Like, yeah, that's it's extremely impressive. And that's a very, very, very important part for the Browns because of their contract situations with not only the guys they've already extended in miles and um You know, Nick Chubb just got his extension, but Ward's coming up, Baker's coming up, and we know that Odell and Jarvis have those big contracts. So, you know, I've been very vocal about this. I do think this is the last year for both those guys here. So it's a big deal that those guys step up.
0: What I saw the other day was next year, if we move on from both of them, it's $30 million in cap savings with only $1.5 million of dead money.
1: See there you go. So you're looking at you know DPJ Schwartz and a first round wide receiver, yeah, whoever
0: they draft in the first round, and,
1: and, and like I, and, honestly, and, whoever they draft at 32, <laughs> and they're gonna bring Higgins back just because I just think like it just makes too much. Well, didn't sense. he just get like a three year deal? I
0: mean Higgins is is gonna be around. This is he. They signed him to a to an extension. Oh,
1: I don't know. I'll we'll have to look more into that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. like three years but yeah i'm not sure but but yeah but 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 as far as we're going into baker this is a quarterback friendly offense these guys in the second year you look at a guy like aaron Rodgers. when you have an all-timer this is a quarterback friendly offense when you have an all-timer that guy wins the fucking MVP because this is a very quarterback friendly offense it makes it very i don't want to say it makes it easy for these guys but it makes it a little bit easy for these guys. That's why I UC... encourage
0: everybody to go look at Dan Orlovsky's tweet from either Thursday or Friday where he did the numbers from Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and one other quarterback that is of note. I can't think of his name right now, but their jump in year one to year two of this offense, which is Stefanski comes from the Shanahan tree.
1: Yes, and that, that and it, yeah, it's a zone-based RPO play-action type offense, and it's very quarterback-friendly. So those guys make those leaps, and it took Baker. He struggled early on last year. I think that looking back on it, I was very harsh on on Baker uh, early in the year because I was expecting a lot of him. He was very not good. Early on in the season, I got- never,
0: I never turned my back on Baker. Matter of fact, there's there's tweets or there's text between me and Luke where I've actually the phrase "I will die on this hill" was that's a quote.
1: We can go back to draft night, but we're not going to go back that far. Uh, let's so Breaking moving on. Bullshit. Yeah, he he prog- <laughs> he progressed. Also, if you look at the schedule too, like he had played a lot of very good pass defenses. Yes. Early on in Early. the season. So, yeah, like, and he played some not so good pass defenses later on. We also had some weather, whatever, but it doesn't not matter. Not
0: to mention the two fucking hurricane level three. wing game, three, yeah, whatever. They, I mean, we Gale have three, Forest win. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fucking terrible.
1: Insane games. Yeah. But you look at those guys that make the jump. I, I think that, and, we'll, and we will get more into this in future episodes when we talk about the quarterback rankings, but, um, I would encourage everybody to go look at the uh, athletic article from Mike Sando where he pulls 50 NFL uh, executives and scouts and they rank the quarterbacks. You know, if you go look at those numbers, I think that's that will give you a pretty good idea of how everyone views the quarterbacks in, in the NFL. And I think when you look at that, the Browns have a very unique chance here to be, at the same time, the best roster in the NFL and very underrated at the same yes. time. I, I don't think that that happens very often. It's
0: because it's the Browns thing, right? Like these fucking sure. people can't get out of their own way. Like it, it's it's unfathomable, unfathomable for them to think that. Maybe that the Browns have turned the corner. There is a championship window. There's championship expectations. Those kind of things. And when we get into the quarterback rankings, probably not quarterback rankings, but uh, the the NFL season preview. I already have my prediction for what I think Baker's going to do: touchdowns, yards, and interceptions thrown, in, and even QB rating. I've, I've even got thrown in there. Holy and shit. uh We're gonna fucking blow. Oh my some god! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Off.
1: Are you are you are you the fucking analytics guy now? I just
0: I took. You're I've the taken, analytics guy. I've taken a look at some we stuff. You know, we've we flip flopped it. We've taken a look at some they stuff. All right, more next week on Camp Corner. Actually, you know what? We might not even do Camp Corner next week because next week's going to be we got a packed show next week, right? We got the quarterback power ranking next week, and we got the over under game that we're going to slide in here. With that being said, let's transition to this Ooh. week's over under game. We're doing the AFC East this week. All right, so who does the AFC East play? They play the AFC South and the NFC South. Plus, they play the team that finished in the NFC East with the same record as them, okay? Jets, six. Look, the big storyline with the Jets guys. I mean, it's it's Zach Wilson. How good is Zach Wilson? We're going to find out. Should they have stuck with Sam Darnold and, and gone a different direction? New coach Robert Sala, but it, it's really how good is, is Zach Wilson? They have the Broncos on the road. They have the Bengals and the Eagles at home. Jets six.
1: What do you think? Those are both losses, right? Uh, the Bengals and the Jets at home? Um, no, the I'm Bengals and the Eagles. Bengals and Eagles, yeah, Bengals and Eagles at home. Those are both lost. I'm going Eagles, under.
0: The Eagles are bad, bro.
1: I, look, I don't
0: see any particular tough stretches on this schedule. I, I kind of looked at it.
1: They're just not good. They, they are yeah. the easy stretch.
0: They're not very good. Yes, there's. They got a new coach. They got. A, they got a quarterback who is was vastly overrated. I believe. Look, I see two wins. Wow. I see two wins. And oh my God! Some Robert Salah hold on in five maybes five maybes so i'm gonna go under and i'm gonna say four and 13 for the jets and i think i'm being a little bit gracious with that four and 13 with them so i think four and 13 three and three and three and 14 uh but definitely way under on the six who's next new england nine and a half They were spenders in free agency, you know, which was obviously a big story. They got a lot of guys coming back that opted out for COVID last year, especially on the defense. You know, the Cam, Mac Jones. I think we're going to find out whether or not Mac Jones is the real deal sooner rather than later. At the Chargers, Browns at home, and Cowboys at home. New England, nine and a half. What you got? It's
1: interesting, man. The the Cam, the Cam, Mac thing, like – Cam's been hyping Mac up, uh, according to reports, and I think I might go to that, uh, that game up there at, at Gillette on uh, November 14th to watch the Browns uh, take it from them. What was the number?
0: Nine and a half. Bro, they got a tough eight-game stretch from Halloween through Christmas.
1: At Los Angeles, at Carolina, first Cleveland, at Atlanta, first Tennessee, at Buffalo bye week at Indy, first Buffalo before they finish with Jacksonville. Give me, I'm, I'm going over. I'm going over.
0: I see six and three, maybes. Wow. I'm, wow. I'm going under. I think they, they win eight games. I think they go eight and nine. Uh, look, I talked about it in the last segment. You know, I, man, I don't know if the Patriot way was the Patriot way Tom Brady. Like, let's just be 100% honest there. So we'll see.
1: You know, I, I think I you're hate. discounting Bill Belichick so much. I'm
0: not discounting Bill Belichick. What I'm saying is that they were a good combo together. They won a lot together. Tom Brady has now gone elsewhere and has won a Super Bowl, and Bill Belichick has not won. So until he can do it without Tom <laughs> Brady, that's you're laughing. Am because I you wrong? you talk
1: about like it's been like they've been without each other for so long.
0: So what? Tom Brady won a Super Bowl the first mm-hmm. year he went somewhere else. Miami, nine and a half. Are the experts giving up on Tua too soon? Did his coach, you know, mess with his head? We talked about in the last segment as well. I like what Brian Flores has done with that team. I like the fight in that football team. I'm not giving up on Tua. He was coming off of a crazy injury last year. He was a rookie. Miami was a team, a little bit of a team in transition. They've spent a lot in the offseason and through the draft to get him weapons. So we'll, we'll see what happens. At the Raiders, Ravens at home, Giants at home. Miami, nine and a half. What do you got?
1: Damn. Oh, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under because, uh, you know, I, I, I think the Pats are better and I think they're going to get them twice. And I think that that really, that's what pushes them under. I think they're going to be right around eight, nine wins.
0: I think they have a tough schedule, but there's no tough stretches, if that makes sense, right? They, yeah. have, they have a lot of good teams on their schedule, but they don't have a lot of them back to back. So I think that gives them a chance week to week. And I would argue with you. I don't know if the Patriots are better. And their over-unders are set at the same. They're both nine and a half. So I went through Miami's schedule. I see six and five maybes. I'm going over at 10 and 7. So I gave New England eight and nine. I'm giving Miami 10 and 7. I think Miami is going to be pushing uh for the playoffs. And I'm a little bit of a Miami fan this year. I'm going to be rooting for them. I'm going to be rooting for Tua. I'm going to be rooting for Flores. I'm going to be rooting for that team to to do well because I like the direction that they're heading. Buffalo. You know, the big question with Buffalo is do they take the next step, you know, or do we see a little bit of a plateau or regression with them? You've been a person who's been outspoken, basically saying that maybe Josh Allen – Maybe that's the best what we saw from him last year that we're ever going to see. I was on Josh Allen early last year. I don't feel as good about him this year, so we'll see what happens. I'm not down on Buffalo. I just don't know, are they, is this the plateau, right? Have they reached the ceiling of who they can be as a football team? They're at Kansas City. They have the Steelers at home. They have the Washington football team at home. Buffalo 11 over under. What do you got?
1: It's interesting because we talked about the Browns having a unique opportunity to be both overrated and uh, and and underrated at the same time. The these guys have have one game that's a, a, a very interesting, in their – oh okay, I'll say two games, and they're in their their first six that are interesting with I think Washington they
0: opened with a with a tough first seven
1: games. There's six
0: playoff contenders, three on each side with Houston in the middle. Tell me their oh. schedule.
1: Wow. We, we, we disagree. Tell I think. me their schedule. Well, they got their, their verse Pittsburgh at Miami verse Washington versus Houston at Kansas city at Tennessee before a buy. I think that, that that's exactly two interesting games verse Washington and at Kansas city. Um, aside from that, I, I don't think there's much intrigue there. I'm
0: I think Pittsburgh beats in first week.
1: I don't think so. Um, Pittsburgh. Start. Here. You want. You want to go game to game on this. <laughs> you want. You, <laughs> you want to talk about AFC North. Pittsburgh sucks. Um, <laughs> Washington's. I mean, Washington's good, and Kansas City is obviously good. That's it. I mean that that that's really it. I mean, there's no one else. Kansas City is legit the only team in that stretch on their uh, on their level. And then you look at the second half. There's one. There's one December 12th at at Tampa Bay that no one else on the schedule is, is at their level. Not one, not one team from Halloween till January 9th. So it's 11 you going over. Yeah, we'll, I'm going over. I think that that's a team that, that, that is going to vie for uh, a buy. I don't <laughs> think they're going to get it. I think they're going to be very close to it. And I think they could lose in the first round. I, 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 I think that they're a team that's going to win a lot of vanity games. So I see eight for sure's
0: on there. I see another six maybes. I'm going to go with a push. I I like them to go 11 and six. I know one of us pushes pushes every week. I'm going to go with a push with them 11. This is the first time we didn't, right? Well, I did, right? I, I think that, I don't know, man. I'm just not as high on Buffalo this year as I was last year. Maybe it's because I see them as, you know, competition or whatever. And I'm being a little bit more, um, putting a little more scrutiny in my evaluation of them. I mean, look, I'm wrong every day, so I could be wrong about this one as well, but I'm going to go with a push at 11 and six. We will have the worst division in football next week, the NFC East. I think the last two years, the team with eight wins has has made the playoffs from from that division, and I expect more of it, but we'll do a closer look at it uh, next week. In the coming weeks, we have a Madden 22 preview. We guessed it on Zero Dark Nerdy. I believe that's going to come out next week. Madden uh, is released on August 20th. So I believe Behern is going to release that next week, probably on Wednesday of next week. So be on the lookout for that. We have our NFL college football previews coming. We have our third annual quarterback power ranking. That will be next week, I promise. And then in the next few weeks, we're gonna have more Formula One. Uh, EPL starts. The English Premier League starts on the 13th of August. Luke and I really get into English Premier League soccer, and it's something that we talked a little bit about last year. We don't talk about it enough, so we're gonna find a way to start incorporating more, uh, more European soccer, and pr- specifically the English Premier League into the show. Don't forget at WC Sports Pod Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like follow subscribe we are now available on all your favorite streaming platforms apple podcast google podcast spotify anywhere that you can find podcasts you can find us we are also available on the believe podcast network the number one podcast network for professionals check us out today at believe.com that's B L E A V. and as always we are presented by the one and only betonline.ag with that we love you and enjoy your lives
1: shout out Nelly Corda, Sandra Shoffley, the Team USA basketball baby. Somebody suck, man.